this is Howard Anderson, news editor at Information Security Media Group, and today we're talking with Aviva Leighton of Gartner about uh, context-aware security. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, thank you, Howard. Now, you just gave a presentation at the Chicago Fraud Summit about this whole concept. Could you and very briefly just describe what you mean by context-aware security and why we need it? Context-aware security is basically about making your system smarter. Right now, there is not a lot of context awareness, situational awareness in our security systems. So they're pretty linear, and we can't tell a good action from a bad action in many cases because we lack that situational awareness. So for example, if someone is accessing credit card data and that's part of their job, we may ignore it. But if we've seen that that person is accessing the credit card data from 2,000 miles from their desk uh, and they're doing this at 3 in the morning, then that would look unusual and it would raise a red flag. Why isn't context awareness used more often? Because uh, most organizations buy their systems from vendors. They don't grow it themselves, and the vendors have just started putting context awareness into their systems. The most common application that we've seen is device ID and location, uh, but they haven't put in other information like behavior, analytics, and um, more information from threats on the outside, or movements of users, uh, you know, navigations, different types of ways to enrich the transaction set beyond just a device. You talked about using circles <coughs> of security, circles of security. What do you mean by that? The easiest way to think of that is uh, the airport security. The best airports in the world, for example, in Israel have layers of security, meaning when you sign up for a flight, they've already done a background check on you. And then you go into the airport, there's a security uh, gate that you have to drive through. Then you go into the airport and there's all kinds of video cameras. Then you go through questioning. Then you go through a security line. Then there's security on the boarding process. So there's multiple rings of security. So by the time you get on that airplane, you've been checked out. Your background's checked out. They know where you're flying. They know the context. That's the same thing with our security systems. You have to know where the person is coming from, do background checks, have different layers when they access your system, when they get into your accounts, when they start moving money or conducting transactions. There's layers at every stage. So what's the, the missing element in the current security approach then? Well, one of the missing elements is there's not context awareness, as we talked about. We're not looking at these transactions in relation to past history, in relation to what's happening today, in relation to peers. So there's not good situational awareness. And secondly, people are just doing the bare minimum they can in many cases because of budgetary constraints. They're just doing what the regulators will check off as enough. And third, if they're doing even more than that, there's a lot of siloed systems, so the alerts are going off and people can't distinguish a false alarm from a real alarm. So it's a combination of not, not enough context awareness and relying on vendors that haven't put it in yet. Uh, and the second is having a lot of false alerts. And the third is just doing the bare minimum. And is big data analytics play a big role in this whole approach? Or? Uh, yeah, it's another layer of context-aware security. So it's not 
in line to the transactions. It's at the end of the day or on a end of the hour, depending on the timeliness, putting all the data together and looking for different patterns that you wouldn't see in each transaction system on its own. So you're able to get a holistic view of all the entities in your organization and how they're relating to each other. And that's a piece of the analytics puzzle. It's a big piece and there's a lot of ROI in that. And you mentioned that this could have potentially theoretically helped with detecting the target breach as well as the Snowden breach, uh, insider threat versus uh, outsider threat. How is that? By putting these layers of security in and making what they had more intelligent. So for example, in the target case, we all know from the press that there were alerts that were generated by a threat detection system, but they weren't in context of anything else. So you have to imagine that Target's probably getting thousands of alerts a day, so why should these two alerts be that important? Even if they're high priority, there's other high priority alerts. So what context-aware security does is it correlates the alerts coming out of that threat detection system with other access alerts, for example, from different layers of the stack. So it's making each layer smarter and correlating them, and now you can you can see the alerts you really need to pay attention to. So if Target had these kind of layered systems that were intelligent, the thinking is that these alerts that they did get and didn't pay attention to would have been highlighted as you gotta pay attention to this because this is correlated with other things that we've seen in your organization in the enterprise and you really have to pay attention to this. It's not an isolated event. And with, with Snowden? Snowden, same kind of thing. I mean, we don't really know what the NSA had. They don't talk about the defenses. Um, but it should have looked abnormal for this fellow Snowden to have used 25 passwords to get files out of the system that only less than 20 people could see. Um, that should have raised alerts. So if they were looking at all this access in the context of past behavior, so is it normal for these users with high privileges, those 20 passwords that he either borrowed or stole, to be moving all these files to a USB drive in Hawaii? No, probably not. So looking at this information in context with each other, the download of the files to the USB drives, the use of those 25 passwords, the abnormal access coming out of Hawaii, uh, I'm sure he took great pains to cover his tracks, but if you looked at all these different activities together, perhaps an alarm would have gone off that would have been paid attention to. So to sum up, the end goal is continuous profiling and analytics, is that right? Yeah, I mean, it sounds a little creepy, but it's really the only thing that's gonna work in fraud detection and security is continuous profiling of your users, your accounts, your devices, and looking to see if this activity that's new that's coming in correlates with what you expect in these profiles and these baselines. And you get a lot out of that. So let's say you, know, you see something abnormal with John relative to his peers. It may not be strange relative to him, but it's strange relative to all the people in his division. And what that means is you have to continually profile John and all his peers and look at everybody in relationship to each other. Is this well suited to all industries, not just financial services, and just how costly is it to implement? 
It's suited to anyone that's got threats. So whether it's theft of intellectual property or theft of money, and it can be very costly to implement. That's a tough question to answer. But, you know, there are vendors that are putting this technology together for reasonable prices. Thanks very much for taking the time today. Thank you, Howard. We've been talking to Aviva Leighton of Gartner. This is Howard Anderson. Thank you very much for listening.